0: from the rule of our Holy Father St. Benedict, chapter 49th, the Quadragesime Observazione of the Observance of Lent. <coughs> Although the life of a monk ought at all times to have about it a Lenten character, yet since few have strength enough for this, we exhort all at least during the days of Lent, to keep themselves in all purity of life, and to wash away during that holy season the negligences of other times. This we shall worthily do if we refrain from all sin and give ourselves to prayer with tears, to holy reading, compunction of heart, and abstinence. In these days, then, let us add something to our wonted service, as private prayers and abstinence from food and drink, so that every one of his own will may offer to God, with joy of the Holy Spirit, something beyond the measure appointed him. Withholding from his body somewhat of his food, drink, and sleep, refraining from talking and mirth, and awaiting Holy Pascha with the joy of spiritual longing. Let each one, however, make known to his Abbot what he offereth, and let it be done with his blessing and permission, because what is done without leave of the spiritual Father shall be imputed to presumption and vainglory, and merit no reward. Everything, therefore, is to be done with the approval of the Abbot. But Thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Mass of the First Sunday of Lent is, in its own way, a commentary on chapter 49 of the Holy Rule on the observance of Lent. Saint Benedict would have his monk during Lent more than at any other time incline the ear of his heart to the voice of the Father and to the prayer of the Son. Today's Holy Mass opens with the resounding voice of the Eternal Father speaking to the whole Church. Vox Domini in Virtute, Vox Domini in Magnificentia, Vox Domini concutcientes, Desertum et comoveit dominus desertum Cades. The voice of the Lord is in power, the voice of the Lord in magnificence, the voice of the Lord shaketh the desert, and the Lord shall shake the desert of Cades. In the hearing of the whole church. The Eternal Father speaks to all who have heard and taken to heart the testimony uttered first at the Jordan. Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. And again on Mount Tabor, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Today, the Father responds to the priestly prayer of the Son. The Son prays, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may glorify thee. And the Father answers in a solemn promise. He shall cry to me, and I will hear him. I am with him in tribulation. I will deliver him, and I will glorify him. I will fill him, with length of days. Understand by this, he, my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, shall cry to me in Gethsemane and again from the cross, and I will hear him. I, the Father, who neither slumbers nor sleeps, am with him in the tribulation of his bitter passion. I will deliver him as I have promised even when sin and death appear to have had the last word, and I will glorify him in the brightness of the resurrection, and I will fill him with length of days in his glorious ascension. The Father speaks today of the cry of the Son. It's the first word of the intro, "Invocavit." This is the cry of which the Apostle speaks, In the Epistle to the Hebrews, Christ, during his earthly life, offered prayer and entreaty to the God who could save him from death, not without a piercing cry, not without tears, yet with such piety as won him a hearing. Son of God though he was, He learned obedience in the school of suffering, and now, his full achievement reached, he wins eternal salvation for all those who render obedience to him. The introit today must be heard in the light of Hebrews 5, 7-9. The cry of the Son is the offering made upon the altar-stone of Gethsemane. My Father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And again, my Father, if this chalice may not pass away, but I must drink it, thy will be done. The cry of the Son rises from the altar to reach the ears of the Father in every Holy Mass. The silence of the host envelops the cry of the Son. All who partake of the host are inhabited by the cry of the Son, and to each one who partakes of the host The Father says today, He shall cry to me and I will hear him. I am with him in tribulation. I will deliver him and I will glorify him. I will fill him with the length of days. The grace of Lent consists principally in allowing the cry of the Son, that is, his filial and priestly prayer, to fill one's heart and in receiving the promise of the Father with an unshakable faith. The monk goes through Lent saying to the Father, Father, I cry to thee and thou hearest me. Thou art with me in tribulation. Thou wilt deliver me and I shall glorify thee. And thou wilt fill me with length of days. We allow the cry of the Son to inhabit us by means of all the Lenten practices that St. Benedict sets forth in chapter 49, and you know them. He says, if we refrain from all sin and give ourselves to prayer with tears, to holy reading, compunction of heart, and abstinence. In these days, then, let us add something to our wanted service, as private prayers and abstinence from food and drink, so that every one his own will may offer to God with joy of the Holy Spirit something beyond the measure appointed him, withholding from his body somewhat of his food, drink, and sleep, refraining from talking and mirth, and awaiting Holy Pascha with the joy of spiritual desire. The intro of today's Holy Mass, and indeed all of Psalm 90, repeated in the Gradual, the Tract, the Offertory, and the Communion, plants in us the seeds of the joy of spiritual desire. To await Holy Pascha with the joy of spiritual desire is to store up and treasure in one's heart the prayer of the Son and the promise of the Father. Father, I will that where I am, they also whom thou hast given me may be with me.